Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the mid-alt that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. This podcast is bravely brought to you by Stripe and Stare, knickers made by women for women. They've got your bottom. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. We had a bit of a break. <laughs> we had a bit of a nervous breakdown. We did a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't appear last week. We sort of couldn't. It was lockdown lifting and the limping back towards some sort of semi-normality, which is still completely insane. And everything that's been happening. And actually, there's something we'd like to say about that. Yeah, I think we'd like to say that we at the middle are committed towards moving forwards to some kind of authentic allyship and so as a result we are going to be learning we're going to be listening and yeah we're going to be working really hard to make to make some kind of change just try to do better and to be better exactly and we just wanted to say that from the heart and from a place of hope really yeah and of you know serious grief and outrage i think and empathy how are you em well annabelle i am absolutely fine but I think I am 97% stress and 3% human right now. Ooh. And, uh, and uh, I'm glad that I managed to get that math right. Because <laughs> I, I was yes, really... Yes, the wins. Yes, exactly. Woo! Um, I can add up to 100%. No, it's really hard to... Um, it's really hard to unpack it. So it's just a blanket ball. I, and I wake up every morning now with a sort of gremlin on my chest and um and butterflies in my stomach and basically a menagerie of like sort of stressful feeling well it's weird isn't it the dawning realization that enough forget the new normal there's no normal about it there's nothing's ever going to be the same again for the good and for the bad and for the it's very frightening yeah and there's a lot of um there was a lot of things going around last week about you know how there's sort of years when when nothing happens and then you know weeks when decades happen Mm. and I feel like there's no time to process anything whether it's you know how I how I'm living in my micro life or how the world is operating on a macro level I know because before I've thought oh god I don't know how I fit into my life and I thought oh I don't know how my life fits into the world but now I don't even know how I fit into my own brain because it's just <laughs> constantly, constantly spinning, as I say, for the very good and necessary and also for the very angry making and fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I mean, how are you, Annabelle? Well, I've lost my sense of humour. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> is making me, me smile or laugh at the moment. I think it's a nervous giggle because I look so grim. Um, there just doesn't seem to be much to laugh about, so I feel pretty heavy. Not helped by the fact that I need to pee. And I thought, before we started recording, I thought, I'm not going to pee because I feel so, so sludgy that a throbbing bladder might give me edge. So let's see how that goes, shall we? I love that. I love that because we're normally so... I'm so obsessed with the just-in-case pee. So the idea of um, the idea of not doing that and rather sort of harnessing that general desire to... Yeah, exactly. There's been a lot about wild weeing. <laughs> we're all wild women weeing everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Well, listen, with nowhere, with no pub to dart into um, or, you know, or sort of long suffering hotel or restaurant or department store. I mean, I think there is quite a lot of wild weeing going on. Yeah, I mean, I've I've absolutely been the queen of the, oh, can I just pop in? 
you know, can I just use your facilities person? So, uh, well, in the past when there were facilities yeah, to be used. Well, exactly. Isn't that so weird that we live now in a world with no facilities? There are no facilities. So uh, you will have heard, guys, in the opener, that this podcast brilliantly has been sponsored by the pant and loungewear brand Stripe and Stare. And one fact that I particularly enjoy about Stripe and Stare pants will go on because they are Emily's favourite knicker. They are her knicker of choice. Is that if you plant them, they disappear. Yeah, absolutely. There's a tiny bit of elastic that doesn't, but but they are sort of 99, 9.9% They compostable. are made of tree and they will rejoin the earth at whichever point you decide to clear out your underwear jaw because you're, you're done with them. And one thing's we're going to do today, you know, definitely tune out now should you need to, is go through our knicker drawers. I think that's what, you know, there are so many lockdown cliches, aren't there, that sort of make the banana bread check, learn how to bicycle again, check, etc. please. <laughs> yes, check, exactly. <laughs> I know we've gone from naught to 60. And the other is the big clear out. So we have withheld our clear out so that you can really, we can really roll around in the... Uh, in the Although I have to, yes, as Annabelle said, declare an interest because my knicker drawer is, like my body, like I am 97% stressed and 3% human, my knicker drawer is 97% stripe and stare and three percent a another i mean the thing about stripe and stare and i have yet to develop a, develop the sort of impassioned relationship with them that you have but from what i can see as an observer <laughs> is that they are comfortable enough and reasonable enough to be worn every day and you hardly notice they're there but also alluring enough should we want to give our power away when it's for somebody else to be perfectly happy if someone else were to see them is that true yes absolutely in fact and and uh, you know for sexy time but also for let you know and i don't know if anyone else out there has the same paranoia but you know I would never wear no knickers for fear of being hit by a bus and then forever being, you know, there's no knicker lady. Whereas should they have to cut my trousers off some surgeon and that's what they would find. Um, and I think with uh, with the stripe and stair knickers, you, you actually wouldn't be ashamed if you were found sort of, you know, my my, <laughs> my fear of going commando has nothing to do with a doctor thinking you know, who, who, who does this woman think she is? She's not wearing any pants. It's just the sheer vulnerability of it that I don't think I could bear. I did. Could you even imagine, like, like running for a bus? Just the idea of tripping and, and it all going wrong. Anyway, not having run a for vicious now. sneezing or coughing fit. <laughs> or being, I don't know, persuaded onto a trampoline, which yeah, is never going to happen. Persuaded blackmail, forced onto a trampoline. <laughs> there is a theory that at some point in your life, you have to make a choice between... Let's call it thunderwear and thunderwear. You know, knickers to be seen or knickers to be yourself in. And the point is that Stripe and Steph, you, treads that delicate line, right? Exactly, exactly. It makes me feel both comfortable, competent, and, uh, and you know, with a little bit of fun. But also, when we were girls, when we were growing up, there was shame in a big pant. Absolutely. You know, it was like you'd given up granny pants, we called them, right? Granny pants. And there's no shame that big pants are a cuddle. I love big pants, but I'm only recent a recent convert. I've always, I mean, as in sort of since becoming a mid-alt. And, um, and we just started discussing what it meant to put your big girl pants on. Yeah, it's a metaphor for reminding, who the fuck, reminding yourself who the fuck you're dealing with, really. Yeah, and they're so, and, and, and not even in the sort of, not, I mean, I wasn't even converted in the kind of Bridget Jones sort of, you know, Hugh Grant taking Hello, off mommy. the knickers. Hello, mummy sort of um, phase either. It's it's definitely been a sort of 40 kind of, 40 something kind of, oh, what the fuck have I been doing for the last 20 years? Why have I been wearing sort of floss in my pants? We, why have I been, why have I made myself so even more uncomfortable? 
Arse flossing. Exactly. But I think that that's what you do with underwear. You, because when, you're, when you want to show it, you go through this awful... Like, we've all got underwear that we keep for, for special occasions. Occasion underwear, which actually makes you feel sick. But you have, like... You have the sort of the flesh coloured G-string, for example, that you have to for, for any wedding outfits or, or things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like parties. Well, you know what works just as well as the G-string is an enormous knicker. OK, for example, here's a for instance. <laughs> um, I'm holding up a pair of lace boy shorts. Sounds good. You should see the fucking size of them. They I think are they're magnificent. Enormous. So a lace, sheer lace boy short that will go from not far below your bra to, you know... Almost, you know, top of the thigh works just as well for invisibility as a g-string. Here, by contrast, is a tiny, <laughs> tiny g-string. So, I, I just read somewhere that a g-string is this, which is actual floss, right? There's yeah. no point in this. It's got the two Half tiny a size triangles. Too small, and you need pseudocreme. Half a size too big, and it'll be flapping around <laughs> on the outside of your ass like a sort of face mask on your ass. Can I just say, looking at that just makes me think All Saints. Yeah, sticking out the top, right? Sticking okay. out the top. So this is a g-string because it's floss. But a thong is a more gradated situation, still very small at the back, but not quite, you know, string. I think I wore those, those, those sort of Sex in the City '90s ones that were that had the that were the the thongs that didn't have the, the any lines on them. They were supposed to be a modal or exactly, handrow ha- or, or exactly yeah. that were sort of smooth. They were basically like sort of. Like almost like wearing those now we are the kind of things that we put on our faces you know as face masks yeah like a sheet mask yeah. for your bottom yeah exactly which seems so weird and they always went up the 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 bits which bits you're making it All sound the bits. gynecologically appalling well, I know. so we're running the gamut today from 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 enormous to almost minuscule so i'm holding this this floss like g-string in my hand and i'm also throwing it in the bin <laughs> Exactly. Bye bye, floss. I know. I think the size issue with underwear is really interesting, actually, because I I've got some size eight underwear and some small, like American small, which are, I mean, size zero. I, I beyond. I mean, they're just for children. And then I also have some like fantastically brilliant size twelve, fourteen. You know, lo- which I also love. And I think that it is. It is both a about your mood in terms of how you what you want to say to yourself when you put on your big knickers or your tiny knickers and and also a judgment at the same time i know it's awful but it's like we say never (laughs) wear the smaller size you can fit into with clothes don't do it with bras and pants i mean i've got quite a lot here here's an old Elle mcpherson bra i used to wear a lot of her stuff because it was like a a, a sort of cheapish and comfortable way to pretend you're wearing a jean provocateur. But, I mean, I look at this and this, I'll never wear this again. It's absolutely minuscule. I mean, it's, listen, it's still probably an E-cup, but it's, it's pretty small. It's absolutely gorgeous. That's pretty. That's the thing is sometimes you don't throw them away because they're things of beauty. I know, it's interesting. I've got a, I've got a, or, or, or you've, or they fe- they're the promise of something else. Yeah. I feel like I've got, I'm just holding in my hands my, which basically look like floss. Um, it's a J Crew. Would you say it was a sort of burnt orange color? And honestly, it is. It says it's a medium. I mean, that is an absolute joke. I mean, I can't even put my fist in in the in the in the in the cup. You can you couldn't put a, you couldn't put anything in the cup. <laughs> a few grains of sand in the cup. It isn't a cup. It's a triangle. It's a triangle. It's a medium triangle. Like that is the most. That's practically the most fascist thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I know. Can we say that? Sorry. Um, and also, it's, and it's a matching set. And I feel like every now and then... Some women, many, many women who I love, 
don't feel comfortable leaving the house unless they're wearing matching bras and pants. And whilst I genuinely admire that because of the organisation, the commitment, you know, I mean, sort of the self-esteem in one way, I feel kind of the opposite. I, when I put on matching underwear, I feel so unlike myself. I have to, I can't do it. I have to mix and match. It's impossible. It's slightly whitish knickers, whitish bra, blackish <laughs> knickers, blackish bra. Yeah, I would definitely go pale and dark, but I definitely couldn't. I, I, I feel like I'm playing a role when I put on matching pants. I guess for a specific reason. So. But I mean, it, it is about role play in a mild sort of way, isn't it? Underwear. Yeah. And also there's, I mean, looking at all this, we've, we've emptied our underwear drawers onto the floor. <laughs> and, um, and there's a whole narrative going on here. And by the way, my underwear drawer represents about 25 slightly strange women. <laughs> yes, exactly. All your different personalities are here. I know. Me too. There's... I mean, for a start... Um, for a start, I've got some, some a couple of sets from the Agent Provocateur years, right? So um, over there, there's a set, and the Agent Provocateurs, I think it was their best-selling pants, were these um, basically French-made knickers. So they're sort of pale pink and black lace, and they've got a flounce on the arse. I mean, how, why are you going to wear those under anything? I don't I'm reluctant to throw them away because they are pretty. But just nestling right next to them was an ankle support. <laughs> and nestling next to that was this weird postural harness, which I saw which Instagram sold to me, or Facebook. And I meant to wrap it around my shoulders, then tighten it, and it will yank my shoulders back to, to prevent the dowager's hump. But also it looks slightly like with the French maids and the strange contraption could also be a slight sort of dominatrix type vibe. It absolutely could. <laughs> it isn't. But let's pretend it is. Let's pretend it's some you know other harness. I've got some agent provocateur from those days as well, back in those days, which honestly, I mean, they are the smallest knickers I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen? I mean, they're child's knickers, aren't they? No, for a teddy bear. But- <laughs> Although I did find, we were looking, this is a tiny pair of very, totally sheer. You know that sheer that has tiny sort of dots on it? I love that. Um, yeah, the sheer pants. I don't know how I feel about sheer pants, actually. Um, with, um, with, and it's from Myla. Remember Myla? And they look, I mean, offensively small. But I just tried them on for Emily, lucky Emily, <laughs> over my stripy M&S pants. And they, 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 I, might, I, might, I might actually give these a go. I think they look really good. Yeah. I, uh, I might try, I might try, I could try my Ajahn Provocateur knickers over my jumpsuit right now and we could see what it looked like. Hold okay, on, see if you can get them on. Can I get them on? I don't think so. I mean, they don't look very comfortable. No, they're, they've also just covered half of my arse cheeks, but not in, not in that sort of... You've got your, your bottom out kind of way. I think one of the rules about pants and bras um, is that if they are uncomfortable, they probably bulge. So <laughs> oh, if they feel bad, they probably don't look brilliant. That's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, it's your body. It's your body telling you to just give yourself a break. Yeah, exactly. I think that's quite reasonable. I've also got no underwire bras at all. For, Which is in very terms good, but very con- unusual. Because I just, um, I can't be dealing with the underwire. So I've got various forms. I've got a very nice bra here from a company that I cannot pronounce called Wacol. Wacol. Um, and they're really great for people who want the non-underwire. And I've got some M&S bralets. Even I've got into non-underwire recently. Really? Yeah. I've got any until I've got very big boobs, guys. Um, in case I haven't mentioned it before, which I will have. <laughs> I'm never really without a bra for very long. But um, M&S do one called Flexi Fit, I think, which is a bit like a bra top, which is excellent. Cosabella do bralets for big tits. And if you want matching, they're stretchy, that stretchy lace. So this is one of them. I've got a few. I've got one in a sort of sea green and then there's a peachy really colour and a beigey colour. With, um, with, with, a, with, a, with a 
thong, I guess, but a wearable thong, a doable thong. It's got one of those nice, thick, lace, elastic bands around the hips. So it feels completely doable. But again, I only really put them on if I think they're going to be taken off by someone who isn't me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By, we hasten to add. The other thing about my underwear drawer is that um, I've also got some very, very old knickers. I think we've all got very old. I found a pair of my mum's pants just now in there. Okay. Because she was into support pants. And so these are probably M&S pants from the 90s. And she probably kindly, although scarringly, suggested to me that I might want to try them. And so I, I, I did, and they're still here. Um, and I remember even when I was, you know, at my very thinnest, I still had a bit of a sort of belly, and I thought that, you know, so I was into support myself. And then I, and they opened up the, 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 the floodgates to a whole support underwear life. I mean, look here, there are about three support slips, which you could argue are quite sort of 1950s. I, 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 I've got a tendress for, for support slips. For slips, generally, I love the word. And I love, when I ever, I go to an, an underwear department, I stand, I stand in front of the slips and kind of finger them uh, inappropriately. And I never buy one because I just don't understand how. Well, these are support slips that, also, that, that morph into bras. They're not just a skirt slip. And they are quite good because no, you don't have that... You know, if you if you wear a bodysuit or a pair of, of, of like cycling short type support underwear, I don't understand how they don't roll down or sort of squidge up. It's like a freeze pack sausage. Whatever you squeeze in has got to come out somewhere. And also, I think if you are a woman with shape, then you kind of want that waist. Yeah. And and a lot of this stuff will just spread it all out. But these support slips are probably the best of the lot. Although I have got quite a lot of support bodies here as well. A Spanx there. M&S, I mean the whole house. This is quite good. Now, I don't remember when I got this, but I reckon it's 20 years old. So it's basically it's, the naughtiest thing I've ever seen. It's a Basque. A Basque, everybody? Um, yeah, it's a Basque to be worn, I guess, with some kind of off-the-shoulder dress. It won't have been strapless because I've never had good enough arms for strapless, even as a teenager. But um, but I might try this on for you, Em, later. How do you feel about that? No, I'd absolutely practically pay to see it on. The label, I don't know where it's from, but the label says goddess. Oh, well, there you go. There was a big argument a few years ago, wasn't there, when Helena Christensen wore a Basque and a pair of jeans to a party. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and... Someone came out and said, you're 50, you can't. And then the whole world came out and went, oh, yes, she can. She can wear whatever she wants. I mean, I, you know, if you want to wear a Basque, then bask in it, really. Yeah, I mean, what they say, the only rule for what to wear if you're over 50 is just not to give a fuck about what anyone else thinks about it. I think that's absolutely right. I've got um, some hopeful things as well. I've got a leotard that my sister, who was a ballet dancer, gave me. and, uh, and Reassuringly uh, stained. Yeah. What's that, pen? I think it's pen, yeah. Clearly for writing notes. Um, just in case I ever take up some kind of, like, gymnastics. You could my... use it for your terrible TikTok dance routines. I could. Do you think I could post pictures of myself in a leotard dancing i think you I, have to now. i think i'm going to now Be a dereliction of duty not to okay and i also also i love i've got all these bags um which clearly had uh, here there's one that says a week of undies and this one says lost weekend so they had the days of the weekend then, they, they did have the days of the week and i could only find now one of them has got a uh a set of a pet uh, one of my children's teeth in it so that's sexy and I could only find Friday, Thursday, fun day and Monday, which means I somehow have lost... Been leaving them all over town. Wednesday and Sunday, and I'm a terrible slut. i tell you what I like is, um, for when we used to be able to go on holiday, um, 
those, you know, like Italian street market knickers for oh, a euro. I have, when you said, say that, I have this unbelievable pang for that sensation because you've either just had an ice cream, you may be having a, a, a jus de fruit or whatever, I can't say it in, in Italian, and you're standing there in the sort of heat and there's the smell of the market and you're looking at big knickers. Mm. Oh. Well, here they are. Yeah. And They're these very ones beautiful. are sort of electric turquoise. They fall apart, but, you know, who cares? Also, it's quite nice to bring, you know, to, I'd rather bring back pants than a tea towel. <laughs> um, and I, I tell you what else I've got here, which I, which I tried and I've never actually gone out in. Some of you may have seen, probably advertised to you on Instagram or Facebook, these bras, I mean, I mean, if you can call it a bra, which look a bit like a bunny with little ears, <laughs> and they're enormous stickers. So you stick the bottom bit to the bottom of your boob, then you hoik it up and stick the ears to effectively your chest, and then you're good to go backless, frontless dress. Is that for real, though? Well, I've only managed to find one, so it's not much good. Because <laughs> the Imagine other boob will be flying one hoiked free. out. But well, one would be hoiked up. In this new normal, who knows what we might want. Do you know what I found? I found a box. Um, a box, a pink agent provocateur box, mm. and it is it's rather beautiful. And I've also kept it for this reason. Or and what have I got inside it? And it sort of it promises a huge amount of um, of excitement. And I thought it might have a tool of some kind in it. What, like a sex toy? Yeah, like a like well, or a yeah. pearl thong or something. Or something exactly. Um, and then it turns out it doesn't. It has uh, or it has some holdups. Oh God! In them. You know, the ones, not the stockings, but the sticky ones, you know, with the sort of the weird that you're just so worried constantly. The, the bulge factor of those <laughs> is completely unacceptable, I isn't mean, it? Yes, also the, also the fragility of it. Yeah. And, uh, and what, I mean, I can't even imagine, I don't think I've ever worn them. Um, and then simultaneously, once I laughed about this, I then panicked because I can't find my tool, <laughs> which means I've hidden it somewhere. Your vibrator? Yes. So I thought you, you had it in your underwear drawer. Well, it, I couldn't find it, which means I've obviously panicked and put it somewhere else and now I don't know where it is. So there you go. That's wear that. the spring clean. Yes, exactly. I wonder if I put it, they were all, you know, in a Wellington boot or in the Monopoly or something like that. Anyway, all oh fun God, and games. jumpy as all hell for quite some time. I, yeah, exactly. I'm going to panic. Anyway. Um, I've got quite a, quite a good selection of shoulder pads. Ooh. Because, uh, um, again, I think it was from my mother who said, if you've got really big boobs... They will help to balance out your bust. And they do, but you have to be careful because these foam ones, I mean, my mum still, wear, still wears them and either they're creeping up her neck towards her ear or, or floating down towards her elbow. They just don't really stay put. <laughs> um, but then there are these ones with these little, you can hear a Velcro strap on top. There it goes. Ooh. We hook around your bra so you, strap. Okay, like wrap it around. Yeah, you still have to be careful. Can Sometimes I, you just trim them with a pair of scissors. Can I try them on? Mm. But often, if I if I buy something, I'll get a tiny pair of shoulder pads. You just put those in the wrong way around. See, I don't um, even know. A tiny pair of shoulder pads. I'll just I'll just stitch a tiny pair in with one stitch because it, it sort of does give you a my goodness. Emily's wearing a jumpsuit, and you now look very powerful. Do I? Yeah. Slash American footballery. <laughs> oh, it's not a mirror. It's a television. Um, yes, she's just yes. She's trying to look at herself in the television. You do. Try and look at yourself in everything. It's very weird because you're not vain, but shop windows, TVs, any reflective surface, you'll give it a go, won't you? Uh, absolutely. I think that, that on Zoom now, the hide self view has been has changed my life because it's been taught to before because I just can't stop gravitating towards myself. Yes. And now, and then I worked out that I could just totally relax by turning myself off, but I could see everybody else. Yes. And then you don't have to worry about the angle or the whatever. Much better to not be able to see yourself. 
Yeah. And then you have many, many stripe and stairs. Yeah. They're just all stripe and stairs. I've got what some... do you like about them? I what I love about them is that they're is is as I said before, they're so comfortable. Didn't Vogue or someone vote them the most or the times the most comfortable pants in the world? Most comfortable pants in the world, yeah, it's official. And they just tread the right balance between naughty and nice. I think that's the the It's as simple as that, isn't it, really? Whilst um, also being incredibly comfortable, washable, and they last. Exactly. So I'm obsessed with my candy striped ones. Um, I'm really I, into a stripy pant at the moment. Really. I'm finding them cheering. I agree. I feel like there's something very nurturing about them. It's like the Breton T-shirt of underwear. It's yeah. sort of like kind of neutral. You know where you're at. And I think when at this point in our in the world, when we don't know who we are what, or where we are or what the fuck is happening exactly and with so many different identities there's something reassuring about a pair of stripy knickers mm, i know grounding very grounding um and uh i i just i i love the the fact that 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 it's a female-owned company it's all about um empowering women they've uh, worked with lots of charities like lady gardens i've got some charity knickers of theirs which have hilarious names for um the vulva on them like punani or fufu <laughs> semi-hilarious yes um and uh, what about what is it with lavender bags ah yes how many do you have well i've only fished out three but there's got to be 10 in there I've and very three. few of them smell i know how long do they last and i i don't know i think some of them are given from like weddings or and also a lot of people when they go through their craft stage yes make lavender bags and then give them away yeah and you sort of feel guilty about the effort so you can't get rid of it but I mean, some of these, I've got one from a wedding that was definitely 12 years ago. Also, I don't Still know if going. I really want my pants to smell of lavender. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> it's a, it, it is, or is it a bit mothbally and peculiar? Um, I've also got a hard drive in my underwear drawer. Is that a mess? Not a euphemism. Not a euphemism. It's actually a hard drive. I think it's for my laptop. Um, and I think it's recent. And I'm sure I haven't fucking backed it up so it could I could have even just put it in empty like this is where I'm going to keep my hard drive in my underwear drawer I have got a pile of of of, of sort of immaculate little hankies <laughs> and I think that um it I, I think that I must I don't know where have I got them from I think I think someone gave I think my mother gave them to me for my birthday last year and I don't know the only time I ever think to get a hanky out is at a funeral um, your your underwear drawer veers wildly from kind of 1950s sort of housewife to dominatrix, basically. I know. It's like, I know. It's like all the different personalities. But so do I. <laughs> <laughs> These strapless bras are terrifying. If you have a strapless bra for a big bosom, I mean, there's quite a lot to it. But when you get them on, it can give you just one enormous shelf. You have to be quite careful of just the sort of wraparound situation. And then because they have to be quite tight to stay up, the back view is sometimes not what you would like, but they're here. Uh, can I say when I look at them, all I think about, all I think about when I look at them is, could we turn them into face masks? Wow, you had to need <laughs> a really large head. But um, <laughs> actually, I like a strapless bra because in the summer, because it takes the my shoulders take quite a lot of punishment because they can't, they're, they're all this weight from the straps and the strapless bra, I can kind of wiggle my shoulders and I feel completely free. It's quite nice. My bra of choice is probably the Gossard Glossy. Right. I've got two. The Glossard uh, Glossies, it comes in quite big sizes, but it's not an enormous bra. And there's sort of myth that if you have big tits, you need bras with enormous... What are those bridges in the middle? Yes. You know, but you don't need those. You st- Often if you called? have big boobs, you want to wear something low cut, so you don't want the bra Scaffolding, isn't the it? Exactly. Like industrial sort of scaffolded bras. And the other ones, weirdly, are Victoria's Secret. Because they do bras in an e-cup which plunge right down to nothing in the middle okay so that so you can be both sort of sexy and upholstered sexy and supported sexy and supported that's what we want girls 
Um, my bras of choice are M&S. My knickers are uh, Stripe and Stare. My bras are M&S bralettes. They've, they, they're, they're the best. And I, I mean, I loathe wearing a bra. Like, ugh. Do you take it off as soon as you get home? Yeah, absolutely. And, and lockdown has, it's taken a huge will to put it on every day. I'm sure a lot of women will never wear a bra again. Yeah, I think that, that that's definitely true. I mean, for me, it's actively uncomfortable not to wear one. Yeah. Because, you know, I could, you know, hurt myself or somebody else. But they really do sort of fly around. That's why you need the, uh, the handkerchiefs. <laughs> uh, well, in case I hurt myself and cry. Exactly. For solace. And then I've got a whole bag here full of tights. The bag of tights. Mostly Falka. Is that how you pronounce it? Falka. Um, and mostly, uh, if not all, unworn. I will do almost anything to avoid wearing a pair of tights. I find them so claustrophobic, hot, uncomfortable, itchy. And I, there's nothing I like about tights. I, I'm totally with you. I, we got quite far into, the, into like December, didn't we, before we went to trousers or jeans or whatever, jumpsuits. Yeah. And didn't. And still with a bare ankle. Yeah, absolutely. I can't be dealing. I mean, I've all try- I'm trying with the socks. And regular listeners will know that there's always a glittery sock. There's a glittery sock in my fucking underwear drawer as well. She's always trying to wear a glittery sock, usually with a sandal or a walking boot. Yeah, but there we go. What I don't like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, uh, happiest in an enormous pant. But I don't like it when white pants go grey. I'd still find that depressing. And by the way, listeners, if you soak them in nappy sand, that helps stop them going grey. Or... If when you wash, um, if, if you do a load of towels and pants that are already quite grey, you could either soak them first or put an egg cup of bleach into your wash. And it does help. I don't like grey towels. I don't like grey pants. I don't mind if they're frayed, but I mind if they're grey. Yeah, I don't mind if they're frayed either, actually. There's something quite comforting about having... I don't mind that thing that happens when the elastic comes away from the pant around no. the waistband. Until it actually, you know, there comes a point where you pull them up and they, you know, they become, they, they, fall, they, they come apart, but... I think we can definitely conclude, though, just in the same way that you run the gamut between dominatrix and 1950s housewife, and is that you can't really judge a woman by her underwear. I think that's such an old-fashioned idea, that, yeah. you know, what your, you know, sort of what your underwear says, says about, about you. you. Yeah. Um, There's an idea that I just read something, that some American company had done some research and declared that women who wear G-strings are more likely to be sex- sexually adventurous and try different positions, and women who wear plain white cotton pants are more likely to be low-maintenance in terms of their personality. And in terms of my experience, seeing as I often wear a white cotton pant, absolute, <laughs> absolute nonsense, and a travesty, and regressive, and yeah. everybody should just yeah. shut up. You wear the white pants. Your pants say nothing about you, other than, you know, what you decided to do that morning. Yeah, and you're, yes, exactly, and we've known, like, terrible terrifying women who've worn Disney pants. The most terrifying woman we've ever known wore a pair of Disney pants. <laughs> so it's hard to it's hard to kind of judge. I think probably you wear white cotton knickers in order to feel the opposite of how you feel inside. To get you to ground zero. Exactly. So you can then conquer the world or go back to bed or do whatever you need to do that day. Exactly. I mean, it's a fundamental. Yeah. But um, we don't normally say this when we're sponsored, but um, have a look at Stripe and Stare because they really are really very comfortable the founders are good people. And, and the reason they're sponsoring this podcast is because Emily's been wearing exclusively their knickers for years. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really. I've got to get into them. And, uh, and, and we wanted to do something about our knicker drawers, partly because we wanted to actually clear them out, but also because I think that, yeah, as Annabelle said, it's ground zero. I we- have a girlfriend. And every, every time, she's a fabulous creature. She's been married three times. And every time she starts a new relationship, she throws away all her underwear and goes to La Perla 
or somewhere extravagant and buys all new underwear. And I have one other girlfriend who's a sort of luminous beauty, obviously, um, who throws away all her pants every year and starts again. Really? Which I admire, but my God, it sounds so extravagant. I know, exactly. There's something about holding on to the pants. Also, like, I have one pair of, you know, uh, one set of, of knickers that are about 15 years old that are my sort of real comfort. Yeah. Like, like, um, like you almost save them for best. Yes, exactly. Like when I need to feel totally, you know, sort of controlled, I'll wear safe. Yeah, safe. <clears throat> and I think as well, there's also um, there's also lucky pants. Do you have lucky pants? No, I don't mean get maybe lucky that's pants. where I've been going. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't understand the French knicker. What does the French knicker do? Is it the one that bashes the bash it's the up? the flappy satiny one. How do you do that? And also, don't you feel very vulnerable? Well, first of all, they've often got a seam through the gusset that feels quite, like, scratchy and scrapey and not good. Also, how would you wear them under clothes? I don't understand those at all. So please write in at, at the Medart on Instagram. Let us know the point of the French knicker. If, yeah, exactly. if you think there is a point to the French knicker. Also, tell us about what you, how you wear your knickers. Yes, what you look for in a knicker. Yeah, we'd like to know. Yes. Because everything is pants, so we might as well be so about So let's knickers. talk pants. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, lots of love. See you Bye. next week. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. This podcast was bravely brought to you by Stripe and Stare, Knickers made by women for women. They've got your bottom. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Do no harm, but take no shit. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.